Hello! We are three friends who like playing tabletop games and thought it would be fun to create characters based on movie and TV characters for role-playing games. I'm Karina, and I'm joined by... Ian and Matt. And this is... Hollywood Rolls. The number one rule in my family, honor your parents. They're the supreme beings who gave you life, who sweated and sacrificed so much to put a roof over your head, food on your plate, an epic amount of food. The least you can do in return is every single thing they ask. Prepare some steamed bow, cue up some early aughts boy bands, and don't forget your pads! Because this week we are building Maylin Lee from Pixar's Turning Red. So this was a fun Pixar movie. This was cute. I I was like almost a little scared because I'd seen the weird controversy and I was like, what is this going to be? And I was like, oh, just people being absurd. (laughs) I watched this uh, YouTube. He made like four videos. This Christian guy reviewing movies and talking about all the things that were wrong with this. Let's let's please not give them any kind of platform. (laughs) No, I think we can skip over that. But he was uh, talking a lot about not just the controversial parts, but like there's a lot of lying and disrespecting (laughs) of parents. And it was really out there. I I really want to see this person's take of like Toy Story. (laughs) He does like regularly Christian movies. Very much America. Yay, America. Can we see his take of everything everywhere all at once? Because I mean, this is, I mean, live watching it, watching him watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah, maybe, yeah, for charity. I would, yeah, I'd pay some money for charity to watch this person completely blow up over like a female taking charge of their own life. What? Well, we didn't actually say what the controversy was. Well, no, because I was curious because people, all I had seen was people were saying this movie was inappropriate. And I'm like, really? For Pixar? How strange. I'm not sure what they're talking about. And then all I saw was people like, the main story is that she's on her period. And I'm like, really? Well, that seems kind of weird for Pixar. But I mean, more we get to talk about it. it. seems great to me. And then I was like, oh, they never even mention it. Like, it's like alluded to once in one scene. Cool. Yeah, so controversial. I had to explain to my five-year-old what a period was. Good, because you know what? I've been on TikTok and I've seen 25-year-old men that don't know how many holes women have or where they different parts come from or go into. So yes, yeah, but, maybe do some shit. But Karina, what if, a, what if a little boy finds out about periods and has to know about that for the rest of his life? It, it might prevent him from having babies at an early age. Guess who is also uh. at that fault? People that don't know about periods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... Knowledge it's, is power, people. It's silly. It's silly. Look at every fucking study. Of course you don't because you don't look at... Uh, I can, also, I'll be on a soapbox all day. <laughs> <laughs> also, we get one... Well, okay. We, so we have the pads thing. There's there's a, there's this whole scene I thing mean, there. I mean, I'm sorry. Totally I, can, I can identify very much as like... <laughs> I, oh, I was I was a teen in the early aughts. Not, not 13. I was 16 to 18, depending on what time of the year. Still kind of like all the boy band stuff. It was still like when I was in junior high. It kind of yeah. spanned my entirety of my yeah. adolescence. It's like, hey, boy... This just, just just feel like, yep, there was definitely a time that I probably did forget my pads. My mom was nice enough to know to go to the office and drop them off. That was so weird. In a, non, just, in a discreet way, not just like marked onto the campus and try to force them into my math class. <laughs> mom, Through the window. what are you doing? Be cool. Intergenerational trauma. That's what she's doing. <laughs> this is where the haunted one background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I, definitely I, the fact that she had to fight the poor guard <laughs> to get I, through. We all know it's coming. Pads. All right, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but oh yeah, big, 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 big Ellison feels. Big Ellison feels. <laughs> I mean, also for this one, this is what I liked about it too. Is sure, it's fine if like you know we get like Teen Wolf because you're a big sweaty boy, and that's how we get through this puberty analogy as a werewolf. There's sure. this is still the same thing. 
it's for girls. She's a were panda. Yeah. Yeah. And her friend even asks her, are you a werewolf? I'm like, mm, yep, this is what it is, right? <laughs> it's the puberty analogy for girls. You're a big red monster. I don't know what's happening to my body. You're, you're, you're I'm a big red monster and I'm, I'm hairy yeah. and I'm smelly and I'm bigger and it's, everything yeah. is terrifying and I can't talk to my mom about it because she's shaming me for it for some reason. It, it, it's there. Yeah, honestly, the period controversy is extremely reductive. The whole thing is a metaphor for puberty in its entirety. Right. How <laughs> dare you teach children that at some point they're going to get older? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had alluded to puberty only like a tiny bit in uh, Inside Out, where they, they had the puberty button. Probably oh. not important. Yeah, oh. with Riley. That was really cute. Yeah, like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> that was cute. Like, we're probably fine. But this was much more on the nose. And it was really like, I thought that it was a good representation. You can almost see like the button switch. She doesn't understand why everybody's so obsessed with Trevor and the Daisy Martin. She goes home and it's like, she's like, oh, I'm thinking sexy thoughts. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I can't stop myself from drawing these things it's like honestly like she should be going to art school she's <laughs> an amazing drawer i know yeah she can whip those out in like five seconds well she's not even trying <laughs> like wow dang <laughs> got a future there girl I, I also do like that we have the turnaround for tyler where we discover that he is also in fact a closeted for townie mm -hmm. oh yeah that was nice i did like that they didn't make him just an entire piece of shit like yeah. he had sort of an arc too which is like you know i i oh boy I feel like every girl that goes through awkwardness is like, he's too cool for school and he's going to make fun of you. And then you realize it's because he has no friends and he knows you're the coolest one in school. And yeah. oh boy, too many of those, I think, in everyone's life. But yes, <laughs> I'm glad that they got to be friends in the end. That was a nice turnaround, too. So getting back to the discussion of the drawings. So there's the lovely mermaid picture in there. Mm -hmm. And then later on, she has the uh, the mermaid fantasy about Robert. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Which for the podcast, I can't help but recall the ridiculous commercial from Zoolander, which was basically <laughs> uh -huh. the exact same visual. And I was I, I, <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was a was a reference for some reason or not. But the, well, they, the, the boy yeah, bands had, had a music video that in the Oh, did they? Oh, see, yeah. I didn't see that. That's right. I saw, Ooh. Oh, see, okay. I, I saw people trying to connect that as Easter eggs for Luca. Oh, Even though Luca was more like a also. sea monster, but I was like, I'm not, I also was like, I'm not buying that. What's going That's... on with this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> People are like, this is like an Easter egg for finding Nemo. Like, what? <laughs> so that Billie Eilish song, that's catchy. I mean, there was at least, what, I think three? Oh, two, two? Four, four and then effectively the one that made it in the movie. And, oh, I yeah, there was more than one did... in the movie, but okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like two a... in the movie. Oh, two, uh, yeah, two in the they movie. They had like a love yeah. song and then more like a... Did it on my own and never not by your side. Yeah, never not yeah. by your side. Your yeah. side. Yeah. Your side. <laughs> that one's been stuck in my head all day. <laughs> you can't tell, right? It's fine. <laughs> they know how to make a catchy tune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fort Town. Such a great name. Because honestly, it, it harkens back to, you know, these... The asterisk. Us of us so as good. elder millennials that were alive during the time remember such things as NSYNC. They did have the little asterisk O-Town. That also had an yeah. O with another like weird. They had their own like little asterisk kind of thing. We've got Boys 2 Men. That was a little bit earlier, but yeah. Much earlier. Much yeah, earlier. But... but yeah, Backstreet Boys, like all these ones that I maintain. And I think everybody that was around me at the time can verify. Never was into the boy. I, I you know, was a little bit older as an older millennial. So maybe that's why. But my classmates... Fully took sides, you know, Justin or I can't even name anybody from Backstreet Boys, but some of those people. And I'm like, I don't care. It's not music and I hate it. But yes, it's a thing that very much existed. Uh, and boy, it was just inescapable. I can tell you that. It's probably why I don't like music to this day. There's my, even a my Simpsons episode about, them, about it. I, 
I wouldn't believe that because there's music, there's Simpsons episode about everything. Yeah, this is one that uh, Bart was in a boy band and they oh, like sure. backwards they, like, it was like military. Them at the, yeah, uh, at the mall. There is of course the <laughs> Simpsons reference in this movie. Bart and Lisa. The names of the statues up front. Without any other mm-hmm. reference whatsoever. Like, um, okay, I guess just maybe, you know, really interesting that she's been sort of, you know, not Americanized because she's in Canada, but, you know, enough uh, that she's probably grown up here and, you know, immersed in the culture. I like that. That was nice. Mm-hmm. One of the first two for Pixar and really Disney in general. Um, Domi Shi, the director, is the first woman who solely directed a Pixar feature film. Mm-hmm. She'd done The Short Bow, which was so cute. I loved it. I almost wanted to rewatch it today and mm-hmm. I ran out of time. It was so cute. <laughs> and she got the Oscar for that. Also, the, this was the Pixar's first female lead team. So everybody that was in the lead involved were all female. So yay. Yay. And uh, the only other one we have to even mention besides that was Brenda Chapman way back in Brave Days. And she mm-hmm. only got the co-directorship yeah. for yeah. that. So won an Oscar, but only co. So yay. Love that. And a lot of this, much like Bao, was very self-referential for Domi. She, she was born in China, but at a young age was brought to Toronto, Canada with her family and kind of grew up in Toronto. And I'm assuming probably the same age range as we see Maylin here. So love it. It did take me a rewatch to notice that they talked specifically about loonies when they were collecting their mm-hmm. yeah. cash. <laughs> oh, I noticed that. The color. Yeah. When I was like, wait, what? Oh, right. In broad daylight, people are you know, spray painting and she's going, get off your hosers. And like, ah, yeah, yeah. ah. <laughs> have like a can of beer in her hand. <laughs> you see Tim Hortons, the Daisy Mart is an actual chain. Yeah. And can- there's a lot of ca- Canadianisms, which are very good. Very it was good. fun. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of sorry in there as well. Yes, that's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, they cast a lot of uh, Canadians, yeah. including the main actress, Rosalie Ching. Wasn't actually meant to be the final voice. She mm-hmm. was the temporary voice, and they were going to come in with a bigger name later. And they're like, you know what? She's so awkward and great. We're going to keep it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Which I love. So great. I, love so I think the, she was perfect. The purpose of doing that is just because it takes so long to make the Pixar movies that yeah. they really need a, a different person after they're done. You have grown up too much by the time the movie is done. You can't do that anymore. You need to Your recast. voice would change significantly it over would. the course of four years. Yeah, I saw like, a, a tiny like, snippet of an interview that Rosalie said, I literally grew up recording this movie. And she was like, <laughs> shaking her head adamantly. Like, yes, absolutely you did. And, like, and her voice sounded different. I could tell it was her, but she looked old and different mm-hmm. from when she started the movie. I was like, wow. I love that they kept that because I don't feel like that's usually the case with these kind of movies like oh Mm -hmm. we need a big name but maybe they couldn't find one or we're like hey perfect we'll go with it so i brought up tyler earlier but before Mm. we get to the character build we haven't noted like what a great friend group there is oh i loved it and so diverse which is fun yeah we don't get her last name officially in the movie Oh, um, and we have the there friends' is, first names. There is some suggestion that, that Miriam is perhaps a little bit more diverse based on last name. Oh, interesting. I only have Miriam, Priya, and Abby. I only wrote because of the, you know, the breaking the fourth, also a first for Pixar. Um, she breaks the fourth wall mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie. And that's the first time they've done that in a Pixar movie. Besides yeah. like, you know, quote unquote outtakes like Bugs Life and stuff. But, but that stuff in the credits doesn't count. Per interwebs, and I'm not sure if also credits, uh, uh, Miriam Middleson. Oh, Okay. I did see something about that. Yeah, now, now that you've mentioned it. <laughs> I thought it was interesting because, yeah, she seemed like the most kind of like white of her friends. And then mm-hmm. I was curious why the mom didn't like her at all. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> why is she so always bad mouthing Miriam when she seems like she's kind of the, <laughs> the closest uh, to somebody who looks like me? <laughs> the, the other way uh, Pixar branched out in this movie was in Composers. Um, oh, they yeah. have kind of like their their specific cast that's done most of their movies. I don't know like, this. It's interesting. Um, Randy Newman. Randy Newman's Toy Story. Yeah, Randy Newman's done a bunch of their movies, uh, and they've had a couple and others. And everything ever all at once to name another <laughs> <laughs> not Red Story movie. <laughs> 
but uh, <laughs> they pulled in um, Ludwig Jorensen, who um, this is his first uh, animated film that he oh, did uh, the score for, for. But he's also done things like Mandalorian and some more, more oh, like and Black Panther. Wait, I loved Mandalorian soundtrack. Mm-hmm. He did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. They were trying to have someone who could marry the traditional music that they were trying to pull in from Chinese culture and. Um, Ooh, and it's very spaghetti the, like, western. Oh, I love yeah. that so much. Now that I know that, like, I need to go put that like on my like, <laughs> watch, like my, my like, I need to like make like a playlist or something because I've, I've got Dan Rumor as one of mine. <laughs> Shout out to Luca, and I then was like, oh, I love all this stuff, and now I need need to go uh, at him because I love the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But he did a good job of bridging a movie that is about like pop music. Mm-hmm. Uh, with <laughs> traditional Chinese music, and how do you do something that marries the two of those? I mean, I honestly couldn't tell you anything that was not just the pop music, so sure. <laughs> but yeah, they should Phineas O'Connell, but sure. Uh, like when they, they did the scene where they're cleaning the porch. Um, yep. Oh, that was very good. See, it was so good, I didn't even like clock it. I also didn't realize until the, like, literally, like we were like watching it together, being like, here come credits. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, like, oh! oh. <laughs> 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 As a glasses wearer, this was the third feature film from Pixar that has a protagonist with glasses, mm-hmm. and the only the only one, at least Pixar wise, to be uh, a main character that was a female. The other one was Up with Carl Fredrickson and Joe Gardner in Soul. Mm-hmm. The dad also wore glasses and uh, exhibited one of the big problems with wearing glasses. I know, the fogging glasses. was so good. I'm like, <laughs> wait, I'm a nurse in COVID, my dude. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it uh, every day. I, I still have yet to find a mask that I can successfully wear with my glasses. I just have to push my mask like up against my eyelids. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> well, the ones were Disney, of course, like Sadness and Edna Mode, but not main characters per se. But then those were Disney movies, not Pixar. Edna Moat's got main character energy. She does, though. <laughs> I've seen, like, drag queen, like, walks based on Edna Mode, and I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> well, I feel like we've talked about the movie. That should we try to build? Yeah, sounds sure. good. So for listeners who are new to this podcast, we roll to see who's going to guide the conversation and break ties if we're in a stalemate. And, you know, we love rolling dice. Well, what are you all rolling with tonight? Okay, so today I am rolling a die from Metallic Dice uh, Fan Roll is what fan roll, yes. yeah, that's what they're called now. Uh, fan Fan Roll. It is a liquid core die with a sort of red pink glitter on the inside, a blooming red peony. Ah, blooming red peony. Well, I, perhaps I, I suppose. Liquid core. I mean, it is a liquid core. Yeah. <laughs> What would the Christians say, man? What would they say? They'd say this dice is inappropriate. I mean, it's so glittery and I'm a boy, so I'm not allowed to have it. Yeah, clearly. You have to give it over here. Right. And it's from a Kickstarter campaign. It, give me your dice. It is, a, it is from a Kickstarter campaign. I think this one I actually may have received from a Kickstarter campaign. Like, frequently, I end up buying them after the fact from mm-hmm. Metallic Dice Games. Well, yeah, again, fan roll. Uh, well, that's what, called. Yeah. what else? Is anyway, well, the Kickstarter campaign was hosted by Metallic Dice Games. That's fair. So. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, how about you, Ian? Uh, I have also a Kickstarter die. Also, uh, Liquid Core. Oh no, no, not Liquid Core. I'm sorry, I forgot. You changed. I changed. That's right. Uh, I found something better. I I have a sharp edge die from Dicebound uh, that is called Smolder, mm-hmm. and it has like some red and yellow and a little bit of green. And this could be like a almost like a Christmas colors too. Yeah, I was, and I chose this one for two reasons. One, mostly I was looking at various red dice, sure. uh, but the other thing is that this one, when we show pictures of this dice, you'll see. Mm. But it 
um, glows in the dark with black light into a teal color and oh. red and teal are kind of the main two colors for the protagonists that's so, true yeah the, the, the colors of embracing the panda and the colors of rejecting it that's right fun well i have one from crystal maggie i was looking for red ones specifically and then i was looking for red panda couldn't find those either i found panda and then i was like well you know what lunar new year's coming around so maybe i'll look for something else so i landed on a diet by Crystal Maggie, which often has like a little crescent moon motif. And this one's cute because it's got a little bunny. I know she doesn't turn into a little bunny. But this uh, Lunar New Year that we're fast approaching as we're recording this, and hopefully when you're listening to this, is going to be the year of the rabbit. So even though it's not red, it's got a little moon, little bunnies. Yeah, and the moon does play a significant role in this. Also, um, one can argue uh, for women's period. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep talking about it. Be uncomfortable. (laughs) 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 Deal with it. I had to. (laughs) All right. Let's Let's roll for initiative. Let's do the thing. You can see pictures of these dice on our Instagram at Hollywood Rolls. I got a 10. Not me. It's a three. Ooh. I'm a nine. Ooh, (laughs) it's me. Taking it by one. All right. Nine. Gimme, gimme. That's fine. I seem to be probably the one (laughs) most likely to interrupt you guys anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's start with race. Okay. I only kind of have one that I really felt like worked besides, I guess, just throwing in a basic ass human. So you guys have other stronger feelings. Please throw some stuff out there. Let's at least cover basic human first. I think this is one of the few cases where there's an interesting explanation for regular human over variant human because that plus one across the board where mm. usually it feels very oh. milk toast, like feels like an overachiever. You've just, you, you're good at your French class. You're good at your math class. You're good at like just everywhere you you've, have. You've had that pressure of an immigrant family where you have to perform better than everybody else around you. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to get a plus one on everything. Yeah. That's so good. That's, that's fair. Very broad. I'm going to go even more specific though. Oh, okay. We've, we've got marks. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> I did not even look that. Why don't I start looking at these marks? <laughs> it's how I never looked at Monk. It's fine. Well, we have the, You're better off not knowing. <laughs> we have the mark of handling the human. The mark of handling gives its bearer a primal connection to beasts and the natural world. They also know the calm emotion spell, which I kind of oh. liked with her. Like, they cast on herself with, with her double, like, <laughs> yeah. double hairbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other benefit. Yeah, sure it, was just, it was just like the primal connection yeah, with no, nature just, and okay. beasts. Yeah, that's, and, no, I, I was looking for something like that, so that's yeah. good to have found. Okay, I like it, I like it, I like it. I guess it depends on where we want to get our powers from too, right? Like, yeah. do we want to go human and then go with the class, or are we trying to get some of the powers from the race and then go class in a different way? This is where I was struggling. Okay, in my so yeah. that, the, you suggesting that makes me think you took a look at Shifter. I did. It's kind of the only one that I really liked. <laughs> yeah. I like Shifter all right. You're right. It comes down to, is this a class thing mm-hmm. or is this a race thing? And I think both of them think present some true. challenging yeah. mm-hmm. aspects. If we wanted to thematically, in some sense, cover the sort of transition from mama's girl to own woman who, you know, still has a good relationship with her parents. Sure. An option that I looked at, I, I'm not necessarily in love with it, but it's at least an interesting theory, is Eladrin. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then... That makes the, me sad, though. <laughs> the, the, 
then we go from like spring to autumn or something. So we get we we get that sort of like youthful exuberance about everything, and then into autumn. And the fun thing about going to autumn is we could easily justify the the red hair color change How as do being tabletop a, play that though. Like lettering. at what point in their campaign do they change race? I feel I, uh, like that's that. oh, if the so, campaign is about this, maybe. But how do you shift? All, all Aladrin are all seasons, so it's just a question of whether or not you want to shift between seasons. And like some Aladrin so choose like to be is, stuck in a season. This is more of a background, I feel like, then that we're yeah. It's like I used to be this, mm-hmm. now I'm this. That's but, right, it, but I'd like to talk about shifter before we just summarily oh, dismiss it. No, no, it. I don't think sure, we sure, should sure. summarily dismiss it. So let's go ahead and talk about it some more. <laughs> so shifters are sometimes called wear touched because they're descendants of people who are contracted fully or partially, like anthropy. And she doesn't always poof entirely. Sometimes she can poof partially, which we see her, especially when she gets a little more control. And her best and most revered ancestor was a wear red panda. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. One. <laughs> She she had a blessing from the gods. She had mm-hmm. she was you know she was given like she's the first one to contract lycanthropy. Exactly, yeah. her ancestor was from there, so she's of the ancestors as of all of her, yeah. all of the Lee women are. And then with that, you get to give them your chosen wear shifting ability. And some of those are like you bite really hard. You can they, they have suggestions. I liked actually swift stride for her, which is while shifted, your walking speed increases by ten feet. I like just because she's kind of big and she runs really fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can move up to 10 feet as a reaction when the creature ends its turn within 5 feet of you and the movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like shifty. And I also like the fact that like when she's scared and she stands up, red pandas, when they're scared, <laughs> they stand on their hind feet and they put their hands out kind of like in a stop motion. And she did do that. And it's so cute because I like that, that as, as, the, as the character, you can be like, I'm scared. I put up my hands and I run away and you can't attack me because scary hands. <laughs> <laughs> and it just feels cute and fluffy and I liked it. Yeah, it's cute. We don't have to go with it, but that's the only one I liked as far as the cuteness of this. <laughs> the only other one I was considering was Gnome. Um, okay. Just because, like, the... Small, gleeful, like, na- small, like gleeful yeah, nature. Yeah, hum and, like, desire for lively activities and always busy. I could see that okay. a little bit. Yeah. Especially, like, there, there was a lot of anime inspiration around this. And the, yeah. The, the animation style was a lot different from a lot of the Pixar that had been filmed. It was mm-hmm. a bit more 2D than 3D. And also yeah. sort of, like, you know, taking a lot of that inspiration from specifically Sailor Moon... Some of the Miyazaki films, mm-hmm. like My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away, Fruits Basket, yeah, Fruits Ranma, Basket. and Inuyasha that they used. So like, and just when they do like the, the kittens and the, the like, big, yeah. like, big, like, big anime eyes, it was like, oh, so good. I think <laughs> my only problem with that is that that felt that it had a lot more to do with her being a teenager than it did yeah. from a race. Like her parents didn't exhibit the same sort of exuberance for life. I guess I just wanted to put a little bit of the like, you know, this is this is literally coming from her bloodline, right? If mm-hmm. she was adopted, she wouldn't yeah. have this. So I wanted to put that somewhere. Yeah, I was just I was expecting that to come through class, um... <laughs> and I didn't. But so here we are. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I think it's because I didn't like any of the classes enough to argue against that I wanted in the race. But yeah, no, that's fair. I, that's why I, I was looking at the marks for human because I thought that mm. at least gives it like sort a of a lineage of, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's essentially something you can get rid of because you know, yep. blessing slash curse. Mm-hmm. You can lock it away. You, know, you can lock your <laughs> your womanhood away, I guess. <laughs> uh. <laughs> In a, a, a four town necklace. <laughs> Such bad luck. <laughs> four is a unlucky number in Chinese, so that's why it was extra funny. <laughs> Similar to the character for death or something. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It sounds similar to death, so that's why it's not lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but there were five of them. 
There were five. So yeah, even it's a bad name. I mean, <laughs> her friend group was only four, but then Tyler joined. So five there as well. <laughs> it all ties back around. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I feel like I'm getting outvoted here on the shifter, so we have to come to a consensus at some point. Are we going with just basic us human up all around? I'm okay with that. I, I like Ian's human. solution of of Mark. I actually like think Mark? I think getting a little bit of that into the priming for a mm-hmm. class decision making more sense because like yeah. her mom might well, might also be that same Mark, yeah. but mm-hmm. she doesn't shift anymore because mm-hmm. she's locked it away. So she still has that sort of connection, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then goes a different route with class. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I kind of like that too. Also, like the fact that she did, I guess, prepare Maymay for the peony blooming, but not the fact <laughs> that eventually you're going to turn into a full-ass red panda. Somehow that's the <laughs> awkward conversation yeah. to have is you're going to turn into a full-ass red panda someday. Both, both are disasters. <laughs> I'm a giant monster. Oh, you're definitely having your period. Wait, no, wait, there's another wait, thing. Wait, that's the one that you <laughs> <Yeah>. assumed? Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Big swings, big swings for mom here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm done. Um, yeah. All right, human mark of handling. Handling. Moving on to class. I had three thoughts. I like one more than the other, mostly just for my own amusement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I liked Barbarian. I do like Barbarian. I, I love that too. Yay, okay, I'm <laughs> yeah. alone. Okay. Specifically, I like Path of the Ancestral Spirits yeah, because same. we've got you know the ancestor that's kind of what is puberty, but constant outbursts of rage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think Barbarian is going to be the discussion. Or any strong emotion, really. So before we get too in-depth on that, I feel okay. like I, I got I to gotta rep Warlock here. I, I, expected, <laughs> I, I looked at Warlock and I, I wrote in my notes literally, Warlock, Matt will cover this. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wrote something similar. <laughs> I just imagined, I was like, I'm not going to do even. this. I was like, I don't need to work too hard. Matt will do that for me. <laughs> Come <Okay>. on, Matt. <laughs> so my, my subversive throwaway joke here. Love it. As a patron, great old one, Puberty. Oh, it's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's coming uh, pretty well. <laughs> so, you know, tentacles, horror, uh, existential dread. It's just puberty. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. Smells, hair. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's for awful. <laughs> <laughs> Why are the tentacles milky? I don't understand. It's the worst possible adjective. It's terrible. <laughs> don't forget voice cracks. <laughs> uh, so acne, acne, <laughs> general acne everywhere. All the things. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're gonna make this character. But if you if you somehow manage to make puberty into a patron, I, I feel like I want Ooh. to. I want to hear about your D and D game. That's what I. That's what I want. <laughs> it's, all, uh, it's all a preteen game. <laughs> a little. A little bit more seriously, you could try and handle the the red panda spirit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which has blessed their family with this inconvenience <laughs> yes a, a, from blessing to an inconvenience a celestial patron um i little, looked at celestial a little bit and i was like i'm not going to work too hard Matt will make this. <laughs> it's, it's a little boring i mean celestial mm-hmm. patron i think tends to have the problem of it's trying to let you be a healer as a warlock which is a cool idea uh-huh. um, but i feel like in practice it's hard to make that feel then great then just make from a, a cleric story yeah. what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, try, you're you're trying to be an edgy cleric a puberty cleric <laughs> um, anyway uh, I tried to do good, but I have to do bad. <laughs> if we got to level two for the pact, I would strongly consider Pact of the Tome so we could have our journal mm-hmm. filled with sexy forbidden sketches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, then animate before your eyes. Well, very, weeks. <laughs> very much so. And they, they let you cast a number of rituals and uh, cantrips. True. 
Mm-hmm. But realistically, no, Barbarian's a better choice. So you were saying Path of Ancestral Guardian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that one to, to, yeah, to honor, you know, the most revered ancestor, Sun Yi. It's, it's right in the text. Some barbarians hail from cultures that revere their ancestors. So here's the thing. <laughs> I actually really like the text for this, but when I started looking at the features, mm, I, know. I, know. I feel like Path of Ancestral Guardian, it, it's like it's summoning guardians to come, like, aid it you is. in combat and stuff. Yeah. And if we look at the thing that more directly is represented in the movie and take a look at Path of the Beast, mm-hmm. it also yeah. actually has a lot of very good flavor text about okay. maybe there was something that happened in your bloodline that caused you to have this extra ability. And it does have the the sort of the shape-shifting built into it oh. and would really let you accomplish more or less what this movie does. Wow, okay. I, I don't, I feel like this just appeared now. I feel like I Definitely. haven't even seen this. Matt put this in D&D Beyond today. This is awesome. Tricks, tricks. <laughs> Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. It's been out for, it's been out for a while now. For a while. Actually, he just hid it from ours, I think. Yeah. That must have that, been, that been it. He somehow hacked our websites, yeah. I actually have a physical copy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I've looked at it. <laughs> he ripped those pages out. Okay, okay. Yeah. So for our listeners, the flavor text here. Barbarians who walk the path of the beast draw their rage from a bestial spark burning within their souls. That beast bursts forth in throes of rage, physically transforming the barbarian. Such a barbarian might be inhabited by a primal spirit or be descended from shapeshifters. You can choose the origin of your feral might or determine it by rolling on the thing. Obviously, I think it's from her ancestors, clearly. Mm -hmm. Descended from shapeshifters. And then we've got a couple of different sort of things that come online as we level up. So form the beast at third level is actually just gonna get us this nice beast form when we rage bite um, claws and tail i is it you you uh so you each pick time one. you rage you choose one which i yeah. like that That's was okay. a little disappointed like, but all right fine i feel like you know, it, like yeah, entering yeah. D it's some things you're gonna have to give give concessions it's to true. And this this is a reasonable one you can only get one <laughs> yeah yeah and at some point you know sometimes she does only pop out one like, yeah it's like you know the claw comes out the, maybe when she's raging only one comes out that's that's the thing right like unless you want to go full you, you can you maybe you can't control only the ears only the tail maybe mm-hmm. she, if she yeah. wants to control it she can't mm-hmm. but if she wants to control it then she can just poof and then beastial cool will work around this beastial yeah. soul is going to give us either climbing jumping or swimming we never saw swimming but climbing and jumping i feel like we've got pretty good evidence for oh, it. oh yeah <laughs> she does like the double jump that you get in uh super smash brothers where, oh yeah like, we're just can, like, like in the air jump like, and then <laughs> jump again yeah. <laughs> please get me back on some fun things so i don't die and then it's usually how it goes for me anyway <laughs> <laughs> I think once we get to like level 10 and infectious fury and stuff like maybe that kind of starts breaking down maybe but now usually we, we don't class, yeah. build for level 10 so that's fine that's <laughs> fine yeah, that and, sounds great yeah this looks perfect I did not see this <laughs> and um, uh, claimed uh, Pixar director Peter Doctor when he was describing a D23 presentation in 2021 he said that May's situation in the movie was basically quote the Hulk but cuter so mm-hmm. I love that also for oh, just rage. For yeah. Rage. yeah, like she can't control herself. It's the Hulk, but cuter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should mention that before I had found this, I was sort of assuming that we would be using Druid for the shapeshifting. I also thought like mm-hmm. Druid, Circle of the Moon, boom, it's right there. But we were restricted to only Red Panda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is like, why It's a, it's a weird restriction, but like, but then, and, but then I had to answer the question like, okay, but if I want to pick up a level of Barbarian so that we have the cute rage thing like uh-huh. we like we did with Short Circuit. Then, yeah, exactly. Then, uh, then what happens, like, can I rage in Wild Shape at the same time? And I've looked at the text and I see no evidence that there's anything that would stop you from doing one and then the other. And you can kind of do it in either direction. Although That's cool. with mm-hmm. this movie, it would make sense for you to enter a rage and then choose to Wild Shape. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You can put it in both there. Yeah, you can choose different levels as you level up. And maybe as yeah. you get more calm, 
you could figure out how to shape shift into other things. Sure. Yeah. Maybe and Sunid, you know, had more tricks up her sleeve and all the aunties just, you know, shoved it in some jade. And we, we have to look forward to this with our, our two kids, but aren't aren't all teenagers just little barbarians? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> what is puberty but rage? <laughs> I also looked at Bloodhunter a little bit because I was thinking, how do we get to the lycanthropy? And it's mm-hmm. it's been in new Critical Role content, if you're not caught up with season three, spoilers. But uh, they've just uh, come into some of the Gorgine, and there are not just werewolves. That's there's true. tigers. Now, they're mostly a predator, and red pandas <laughs> are omnivores and they mostly only eat bamboo but you know <laughs> vicious vicious killers vicious, of bamboo vicious sleepy boys <laughs> but no barbarians are ready to go <laughs> absolutely yeah and this helps explain the restriction to the single form and mm-hmm. it's it's great and it leaves it leaves some good room for multi-classing in a way that doesn't feel like it loses any of these traits i think mm-hmm. yep done so the class we have chosen of course barbarian path of the beast it works perfectly and if not you can dm yourself around it it's cool so background this was the one i had the least clarity on like i had a whole lot of different sort of ideas for it yeah and i felt like you i had a very clear one you're looking at me like we're all insane that we missed something yes well maybe there's something like barbarian beast that we just like didn't read what you got (laughs) she has a sticker on her flute case that says this girl loves math Quandrix student. Oh, yeah. Okay. Boy. I looked at Quandrix. I thought that a bit too. I felt like so. A if you if you're not of East Asian descent and you're playing this and you go that direction, real challenge not to be a stereotype in, <laughs> yeah, in a bad it way. Yeah, a little a little on the nose. Um, but I I also looked at, good at math. Right? <laughs> I also looked at all of Strixhaven. Lorehold also mm-hmm. felt really good to me. I also liked Prismari student because she is clearly good at drawing. Drawing. Yeah. No. I think any of the Strixhaven options yeah. are good if what you're trying to probably. do is a campaign that's going to fit into the sort of school theme of yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah. So I, I think guess that's the question too, right? If this is like you and your four friends are and you're all going to play like the girls, maybe that makes sense. I, but if you're going to play it outside of like you and your four friends going to see Four Town, I don't really see how this is going <laughs> to I think if I want to one-up you on an argument with Karina, mm-hmm. then I would go from Lorehold student back to my, my earliest choice and earliest choice alphabetically and talk about Acolyte. Because yeah. she has been cleaning the temple almost certainly before she was going to school. That's interesting. I looked at Acolyte and Sage because I didn't want mm-hmm. it to be so like tied into like Witherbloom specifically. Like, I'm not sure she's like a magic student more than she's just like a basic ass student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also didn't feel like she's she in Canada. Was, like... She's in Toronto. She's not really like going to. She's not a wizard. She's not a wizard, Harry. But her, her like. <laughs> I, I don't know. It feels like her interest isn't in research. It, her interest is in like all of her other activities, the the boy bands and yeah, she's just singing a with her friends. Kid. That's, why, that's why that's not one of my choices. Oh, good, 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 good. We're not having yeah, this. No, she's, I'm furiously agreeing with you. <laughs> she's, she is fully confident yeah, research, though. It'd be very reasonable for her to have it, but I mean, it, it's I not so, her but, primary feature. But also feature. what I didn't like yeah. about Sage, yeah, it's like, you're, you're like your feature you get is like, I'll go to the library. And it's like, I mean, sure, I'm sure she's very proficient with the Toronto Library. We don't yeah. see her do it. And it's not really germane to the plot yeah. <laughs> in any yeah. way. This one I've used before, and it's not the haunted one, which I will also talk about, which why that's important. But the other one that I did enjoy for different reasons is Inheritor. I considered okay, that. I looked at Inheritor a bit. You have proficiencies with survival, and then mm-hmm. you can get another one which includes either arcana history or religion so you can still yeah. get some of that like you know you can add some religion in there for like yeah, you know the temple sure, sure. Mm-hmm. and you get proficiency with a gaming set or a musical instrument we get that flute 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she did rock the flute. She rocked that flute and it yeah. was on Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's my taunted one. Yeah. <laughs> she is clearly haunted by the generational trauma of female emotional repression. Clearly. Please don't hide your panda, oi. It will only result in terrible feelings between you and your mom and your grandmother and your aunties. My panda, my choice. My panda, my choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does have the eye thing going on um, <laughs> i don't know if people well her friends want to help her right yeah. um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i don't hey, know it's really they use the eye thing on her i know more than she yeah. does it's more the them, anime but... eyes and the kitty eyes and, yeah. yeah i know i had yeah. to i had to i had, I had to we haven't talked about kitty eyes why why did they oh, all they just have... have a box of kittens at the ready why do all of the lees <laughs> seem to have because they refer to that as a known test with all of the aunties so all of the aunties somehow have a box of kittens around for when their adolescents reach an age that they still think she, she wasn't it's, ready. I, she was yeah. not ready. You can't. Where keep did she a, procure a box of kittens? You can't keep a box of kittens around because eventually it becomes a box of either dead kittens or cats, and either way, that's a problem. Yeah. So you got to know where to acquire a box of kittens on extremely short notice. Them. Extremely <laughs> short notice. That afternoon, you think you're ready? Fine. We will test you. Somehow finds a box of kittens. And then proclaims to the rest of the family, she even passed the box of kittens. And they go, "Mm, uh uh-huh. Yep. We know where we all find box of kittens, where we've all flown in from God knows where. (laughs) Maybe maybe the box of kittens was only a theoretical test and everyone else had failed earlier, so they didn't need to get to the box of kittens. Maybe this took days. We don't know, right? Also, I couldn't help but compare it. It's the, I guess, Nam Jabbar. Uh, Pain. <laughs> What's, What's in, in the, the box? box? Kittens. Cute. Cute is in the box. Adorable, glassy-eyed kittens. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry, I took us on a, ter- a tangent there. But... I think I would have liked Dune more if that was, <laughs> yeah. if that was there. Fair enough. I, okay, this time I actually do have, I, I mean, haha, but maybe a little <laughs> bit look at it. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So there is, uh, I'm going to get the words wrong because I didn't take good enough notes, but they talk about not the astral plane, but the location where they're actually being taken to by the chalk gate. And it is astral. Okay. And because of that, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look to see if I got good D&D astral stuff to come up with here. And I, I decided it would maybe be worth looking briefly at the Spelljammer Astral Drifter. Um, I which, feel like that's, uh, are you warming up for that stretch? It's, it's, it does feel are your, a little are your bit, calves tight? <laughs> it does feel a little bit out of left field, but the skill proficiencies we get are insight and religion. Okay. Both of which mm-hmm. feel okay. Insight is not my favorite, but it, it's okay. So she knows Gith as a language, right? I, maybe <laughs> celestial. She can speak to her ancestor. Very fine. Um, in Cantonese, but, yes. <laughs> they, they all know the Cantonese chant. But, <laughs> but you get a divine contact, which I think is Sun Yi here. It is a specific spiritual connection that she seems to have developed a little bit more than everyone else in her family in so much as she doesn't turn away from the red panda. She embraces it and asks at the very end, like, am I going to regret this? And has a, a profound uh, religious experience there. Are the gods in the astral sea, though? I, sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess some of them pass through uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's an ancestor, not a God, it's a, it's a divine contact, not a not a deity. The mm. yeah, baboo anyway. forest was definitely in the astral sea. Right? Yeah, no, it's a stretch. It's a weird choice, but I, I thought it was an interesting possibility. It, it gets a lot of stuff. I don't disagree with you, but it does not get me the flute, so I, I, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Dismiss. The flute is pretty good. It's key to her character. <laughs> you also get that with First Mario student, but... Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> I guess we're talking about, like, yeah, do we want this to be, like, a character about a student? Or is this, like, are you taking this character out of, like, 
No, I, I don't feel like she's a wizard, Harry. She's not no, she's magic not a wizard. But, no, and and because of the direction that we went with class going, I with do want to see her as an overachiever in a magical school, though. But I, but don't, I'd rather her not be that as a background. I'd rather her just kick ass. Well, all of them are like, like, little, I'm a Ravenclaw. She's like, I'm just a, I'm just a fucking human, <laughs> just like kicking ass. Fair yeah. Enough. But be, I think because we didn't, we, we went with Barbarian as opposed to a magical class. Yeah, we didn't really I give her this, a lot of magic. It doesn't yeah. work as well. I was yeah. thinking if we went with more of a magic class, this could have blended better. If we but... like pure druid, maybe we could be like, she's like a crazy druid in a wizard school. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I've seen this on the I Disney Channel. I think Haunted One actually works pretty well with this one. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? You guys are kind of cool. No casting I mean, while you're raging. Yeah. We, Not Inheritor? We get our flute? Uh, I, I kind of like Haunted One more. Really? Who isn't haunted by puberty? I mean, honestly, yeah. that's true. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. It's fair. So yeah, we get from haunted one skill proficiencies. You can choose two from arcana, investigation, religion, or survival. Mm-hmm. Get two languages. I don't see how to get my flute. Though. One of those languages <laughs> is clearly going to be French. Yeah, abyss- abyssal. <laughs> <laughs> no, Celestial. no. No, no. Chris Perkins has established that French is the language that the elves speak. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Abyssal, celestial, deep speech, draconic, infernal, primordial, sylvan, or under common. So she's playing oh. sylvan. Uh, yes. Très bien is on her sheet because she's true. taking French. It's true. Yes, yes. You, you can your... learn the flute in your downtime. You're good. <laughs> All right, fine. I mean, you guys are leaning into my, <laughs> my throwaway, so sure. <laughs> her friends do want to help her, and she's going through a crisis. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm down. Haunted one it is. We discussed ability scores offline and went with strength highest, constitution next, and charisma and wisdom lowest. And so to summarize, Malin Lee is a mark of handling human with three levels in barbarian with the haunted one background. So how playable is she? We didn't multi-class, which I'm kind of shocked about. It's been a while since we've had a single class like build. A barbarian with some druid. A little this, and a little that. A little, we get a, we get everything we want all together in one little palette, and we got all agreed, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So everything makes sense here. We've got the the mark of handling. I think fits really well with mm-hmm. the path of the beast barbarian. I, I feel like that's a solid fit. Mm-hmm. I think haunted one comes in in a really good way. Yeah. Asking different parents for different things to try and convince them to do things for her. Well, and if you pluck her, yeah, and if you pluck her into a different campaign, depending on like the age of the like where she's supposed to be with other people she can just be like kind of like lost in the woods going help i don't understand and like poof uh-huh. poof poof and just any kind of little things that's her off and like okay little girl hang on it's okay because mm-hmm. <laughs> really like it, it is a werewolf puberty story she can't quite control what she's doing you're trying to figure out how to be a person again <laughs> and they are in canada and everyone wants to help you exactly very helpful people <laughs> I want to note, because I was saving it for the playability discussion, mm. that I would really like to see how this character would play in an Exandria game mm. that uh, took some took some inspiration from the current campaign, campaign three, because we've got Ruidus. We've got a red moon that is, mm. like, yeah. centrally featured. How does the red moon affect her? Yeah. yeah does and, she start to flare? Like, spoilers. Uh, like, some of the ca- current characters in the campaign. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like... She's not Chetney, but there's there's a there's a relationship there. That's I mean, interesting. I, I, I kept actually, Bloodhunter, yeah. I kept Bloodhunter in the mix there for that reason. Yeah. So I, I while while we were talking, I was thinking I really want to see Travis play a character where he's going for puberty because he's already got the voice <laughs> cracking going on. Yeah, yeah. It could be pretty I mean, amazing. Kind of, I mean, he kind of is, but like at the end in of a hundreds. life, yeah. <laughs> at like four hundred, his age keeps shifting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I would I would love to see that. I think. I, I said it a little bit about it earlier, but the thing that I think is a real risk with this character is mm-hmm. if you're not of East Asian descent, you got to be careful if you are really trying to approach with this 
this character. That's, yeah, that's I think there true. are ways of doing this where that's a little bit less challenging. And I think like the thing that we've built doesn't necessarily doesn't, doesn't yeah, entail that. that. It, yeah, um, I think yeah, if you're trying to use this race. as the template of like I'm going to use quotes from this character and yeah. like think how they thought, it's not going to help you so much. But if you think like okay, kid going through puberty and a lot of awkward feelings. I think you could play off. It of that. depends on how much. Yeah, how much you yeah. want to take is going to have an impact on yeah. it. Just like the movie, I don't feel like you have to be like you know even like constrained to like you know a gender either. Like you can yeah. say it's like a guy girl. You know, sure. it's, just, it's just puberty. Mm-hmm. It's it's a universal werewolf story. It's fine. It just just happens to be a red panda instead. It's just <laughs> it's just adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing if you're a teen wolf. Just be a bunny or something. It's fine. It's cute. Mm-hmm. I'm a monster. I'm a red monster. <laughs> Want to play Malin Lee? You can find the character sheet at HollywoodRolls.com. Please leave us a rating on whatever podcatcher you use. Pass a note around the classroom asking if they'll subscribe, yes or no. The best place to find us is HollywoodRolls.com. Email us suggestions for movies or characters at GlitteryDelinquents at HollywoodRolls.com. We're at HollywoodRolls on Instagram, at Hollywood underscore Rolls on Twitter, and Patreon at Patreon.com slash HollywoodRolls. We're not sponsored by D&D Beyond, Wizards of the Coast, Kirkland Brand, Spirits and Wines, Discord, Crystal Maggie, Fanroll, Dicebound, Four Towns North American Tour, The Toronto Transit Commission, Jan or Bagsport, Daisy Mart, Tween Beat Magazine, Tamagotchi, Pizza Planet, or the Lester B. Pearson Elementary School. Thanks for listening.